to the icon, Matt Hardy, the man who is stronger than death. And you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 284 for July 17th, 2022, year of our Lord, Jesus Christo. Who? Uh, you know, never heard of him. He's he's a luchador. Uh, I'm Marty. Imaginary Sky Guy, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Right. Hey, I'm Christoph. <laughs> Hello We're and welcome. Off strong with some anti-religion theme. Let's go <laughs> on, on at ten, ten o'clock on a Sunday morning. The perfect time to really <laughs> yeah. stick it to the to the man. This Ooh. is our mass. You yes. have some Jesus over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, not not right now, but you know what? We talk about QT Marshall. I'll find him. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks everybody uh, for being cool last week. Uh, I was uh, MIA on vacation. Son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Leave me hanging. Nothing yeah. to do on a Sunday morning but relax and watch movies that I've been wanting to watch. <laughs> How dare you well, do well, such a thing to me? Not to derail too much because we'll probably end up talking about it at some point on the Patreon. Patreon slash roughhouse podcast what did you watch last sunday last sunday morning when we would have normally been recording i yes. watched the seventh seal the oh. <laughs> bergman <laughs> yeah ingmar bergman uh took go it back it, i'm trying to go through the imdb top 250 so that was oh, one that was, okay okay that was there i was like okay yeah we'll throw this on nice light sunday morning existentialism you know it's good stuff so I left for uh, Bethany Beach, Delaware on the Thursday before last. Mm-hmm. And uh, upon doing so, I was texting with our boy Chris and I That's said, me. watch, I will leave and something will happen with Vince McMahon. And sure as shit. <laughs> Something happened with Vince McMahon as on Friday morning, the Wall Street Journal went for article number two. In an ongoing series, yes. <laughs> expose of uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yes. Surprise, surprise. And by surprise, I mean not a surprise. There are more NDAs and there is more money. Uh, as the investigation continues of Vincent Kennedy McMahon by the coward, the WWE board, uh, they discovered that over the past 16 years, more than $12 million has been paid out to, quote, suppress allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity, an amount far larger than previously known. 12 mil is a good clip, man. That's a that's a, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot. A big chunk of change. All right. Yes. I can do a lot with 12 mil. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I, retire is is a <laughs> yes. number one. Oh well, yeah, clearly. Um, I, I mean, not look, like working. I, I completely admit the idea of having a million dollars is no longer the like uh, a big life changing sum that it used to be. Don't get me wrong. I, I'll take a mill. I, I would take a mill, but I, I look at that now more as like, oh, okay, my house is paid off, my car is paid off, all these things, and I have a little bit of money I could 
you know, set aside for a rainy day at, at that point. But you don't go straight to the Bugatti store. <laughs> no, no, I am not. Gucci shopping spree <laughs> down Rodeo Drive. I, I, I am not. Uh, but uh, this does include the paralegal that McMahon uh, had an affair with in last month's story, uh, which couldn't God. even land a real lawyer, Vince. <laughs> You suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah that's, a paralegal. That's three million of the twelve million. Uh, which, Dang. Yeah, which leaves uh, an extra nine. And hey, let's talk about who those funds went to. Seven point five million dollars was rewarded to a former WWE wrestler who claimed that McMahon quote coerced her into giving him oral sex, then demoted her, and ultimately declined to renew her contract in two thousand five. After she resisted further sexual encounters. Has somebody done the math on this? Some people have done the math, but I don't think it's necessarily kind to uh, put it together. I I believe there's two individuals people have have thought about. If you really want to know, you just look up who got let go in 2005. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's that's Mm -hmm. all I will say. But yeah, $7.5 million. That was paid out in 2018 uh, in return for her silence. The two other previously unreported payouts were both for approximately $1 million. Uh, here's the quote on that. In another previously unreported deal, a WWE contractor presented the company with unsolicited nude photos of Mr. McMahon. She reported receiving from him and allegedly had sexually harassed her on the job. That was in mm-hmm. 2008. And then in 2006, a former manager who had worked for 10 years for Vince McMahon uh, before he allegedly initiated a sexual relationship with her was paid $1 million to keep quiet about it. According to people familiar with the deal. Do you think I'm trying to phrase this without sounding like an asshole. Yes. Do you think the intent of these relationships on the woman's side is to get money? You know, it's hard to say. Um, I mean, not that they're initiating these things. Clearly, I'm not. Yeah. Not. Yes. You know, a lot of these was sounds like Vince kind of uh, using his flex to 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 coerce women into doing things. I mean, I I I do think that there is an element of someone who is upwardly mobile, who is, uh, you know, considered the top person in his business. Uh, that is naturally more attractive to a mate. I, I, I mean, it's no sure. different than if, you know, you ask, ask the average woman on the street, would you like to date a doctor or a fry cook? They're <laughs> going to tell you a doctor. It's, it's just the idea of long-term stability. And, you hey. know, it's, it's, it, it just goes right into, uh, you know, uh, sort of our innate thought of, uh, you know, like uh, eight brain thought of like, oh, this sure. person can take care of Status. me versus yeah. someone who can't necessarily take care of me, and I'll be the breadwinner. I don't know them. Fr- them fries be bussing, yo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for for trying I'm sorry. To, to hip up. I the apologize. Show. I, I appreciate. I apologize. Uh, and I will also say, Sam. Uh, I will also say, if you uh, listen to countless interviews over the years. There is, at least what sounds like, a pretty significant personal charisma that Vince McMahon has. People talk about how much they love Vince, how how good Vince was to them. The cult of personality. Exactly. Um, no punk pun intended. <laughs> the actual phrase. Yes. Uh, so I get it. 
there's there's got to be something charismatic about him in person and you're like okay this powerful man with all this money is interested in me sure why not but i do also think there's clearly a line that gets crossed where it is uh such as unsolicited nude photos which by the way do you think Vince takes his own photos, or you think he has an assistant who does it for him? Oh, hell no. He definitely has somebody. It's probably Kevin Dunn. <laughs> He's there anyway up his ass. So then it's probably you know. animated GIFs where it just cuts from angle to angle to angle <laughs> of his penis, and you can't really tell if it's a good-sized penis, and you're just like, okay. The angles will get you every time, my friend. It's, every time. This is this is very true. Uh, Never but, trust the angles. Uh in the case of the performer who apparently initiated oral sex, and it sounds like it was maybe a, you know, quid pro quo, that quid pro quo deal of mm. like, okay, I'll, yeah, I'll take care of that. You give me a push. That shit's been going on in wrestling for ages. That doesn't sure. necessarily make it okay. Yeah. Especially now in, again, year of our Lord 2022 or the year of then of 20, uh, five. But, it's not it's not unheard of. What it does spell out, though, is what we talked about weeks ago, that there is an ongoing, pervasive part of this culture in WWE that is from the top down, and it needs to die off. Sure. And the longer that they delay the inevitable, I think the worse it's going to get. Yes, we're two articles in. The stock hasn't been hit that hard. However, some things are starting to change. Netflix canceled the Vince McMahon documentary project that they've been working uh-huh. on. Um, in fact, the exact quote that uh, Denise Salcedo at uh, Wrestling Observer got from Netflix was, and I quote, that shit is out of here. <laughs> so... Got that going for him there. Uh, also, there was an article in Variety that got published uh, last week. It said that basically this can hurt Nick Khan's uh, intent to expand financial goals of the company, especially with the major media deals with Fox, NBC, and Hulu being up over the next few years mm-hmm. and their attempts to start relationships with Netflix and Disney. Again, they were already hurt the Netflix relationship. Right, I can't see Disney really uh, jumping on board at this point. No, no. I mean, they just made that deal in India to basically bring the WWE Network content onto Star Plus. But what happens now? You know, it. it I would think that this probably knocks him out at least as a potential suitor for the media rights deals in 2024. Because, God, if I'm Disney, the last thing I want to do right now with all of the heat they have from outside interests is get into bed with a guy who is literally an admitted by way of money, sexual assaulter. Like it's not, it's not the, the best look and more is coming. Uh, PW insider uh, posted last night that uh, HBO's real sports with Bryant Gumble is preparing a story on the McMahon allegations. And the reporters at the wall street journal are working on story number three, and they've been working to connect with former WWE women's wrestlers in recent days. Oh, shiz. More is coming that this is going to get worse before it gets better. Why hasn't he left? Why would he leave? 
He's Vince McMahon. <laughs> you know what? That is that is an excellent excellent point. I, I there just will, there will be no major re- repercussions from this. I don't think there will, aside from him losing a lot of money in NDAs. Uh, you know what? Even if he does have to step down as CEO uh, permanently, he's still going to be running shit through Steph and through everybody the fuck else. Nothing's going to change systemically in the you know in 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 the corporate tower or anything like that. The culture that they've cultivated backstage and in the office there. It, it 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 won't ch- like you know this is something we've said for a couple of years now is the WWE will not see major change until Vince McMahon is dead. That's it. Fair. Fair. <clears throat> and so I, I guess there's really nothing more that unfortunately can be said than that that this is this is just uh, going to continue and continue to continue. But I I have to think that there's got to be a point of applied pressure where things burst. Maybe I'm. Uh, too innocent for this world, but fuck. I mean, I would love for the dam to break and in terms of, you know, systemic change in WWE, but I'm not, uh, I'm not holding my breath at this time. I mean, I do think once, if they're working with, um, and speaking with former female wrestlers, then that I think, and no disrespect to the office workers, uh, but it's going to make more headlines, the performers than the office workers, I think. So if there's a, uh, a, you know, a blockbuster name or two, uh, and again, you, you know, you hate to point out, you know, survivors of sexual abuse one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this is going to happen, then I feel like this is where, you know, much bigger waves are made and maybe something could happen. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Fox and Vince, I'm sure, uh, have the same uh, masters. So, you know, it's, I don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. It's, it, it it's just an ugly situation that I don't foresee getting any better. And, <sighs> Again, none of this was surprising for people who have followed the business as long as you and I have. This is not a shock at all. Um, But I do wonder at what point stockholders become more frustrated than accepting. Uh, Even with the money that is being made, that you just kind of go like, a change has to be made and someone needs to be put in, you know, put it put in the roles that he still retains. I think you're putting the people who own stock in WWE on a higher more moral pedestal than <laughs> they deserve. Fair point. Look, this is this is the way cuz I'm a poor. So, I see it as people who have money in stocks are inherently less moral than the rest of us cuz they had to do something <laughs> immoral to get that money to be able to waste away in stocks. That's just the way my brain works. Um, So if some rich schmuck owns 10,000 shares, he doesn't give a fuck who's in charge as long as the the arrow keeps pointing upward. Yeah. Well, uh, I I just go for a final thought from our friend and yours, Jesse Pinkman. You can't keep getting away with it. Thank you, Jesse. Another news, the road to SummerSlam continues on. They'll be in Nashville, Tennessee on July 30th, a uh, a Saturday night show. Uh, And it is the first SummerSlam not being held in August, Chris. 
After all, I was years. just going to say that's really early for uh, SummerSlam, but yeah, uh, was so Money in the Bank just two weeks ago? Uh, yes, it, it was on uh, July second, and uh, there was going to be no August pay per view whatsoever. Hmm. Okay, uh, so July thirtieth, Nash- Nashville, Tennessee, Nissan Stadium. Here's how the card is looking so far: Liv Morgan will be defending uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey. The Usos and the Street Profits will face off once again for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Would you like to guess who will be serving as the special guest referee, Chris? Uh, all right, so it's the Usos and the Street Profits. Yep. Um, Paul Heyman. Mm. Sorry. Roman Reigns. Mm. Nope. B. Arthur. Mm. Getting warmer. Okay. <laughs> Cal Ripken. Mm. Still getting warm. Alec Baldwin. Mm. Sorry, it's not him either. The ghost of Dusty Rhodes, baby. Mm. Again, pretty warm. Okay, all right. So we're somebody old here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Mm. But God, that would make sense at this point. Yeah. Uh, who else is old around there? Oh, I don't know. I'm out of fucking R-Truth. Sorry, uh, he's not going to stand up and say what's up in that match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett will be the special guest referee. <laughs> okay. Just is there any storyline tie as to why Jeff Jarrett would be involved in this? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. All uh, right. This, he just works his way into a different payday. He's a fucking carny through and through. God bless him for it. I mean, seriously, dude is uh, he? He has a, a talent of which I, I'm honestly a little jealous. How th- that guy is able to Very keep jealous. doing what he does. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, but uh, sure, shit, he uh, he pulls it off again and again and again. Uh, but he's going to be the special guest referee. Also on the card, Bobby Lashley will defend the U.S. Championship against Theory, who continues to be the next big guy, I guess. So he will lose and then cash in Money in the Bank later in the night, right? Uh, I don't know because uh, uh, the they seem to be pushing Drew versus Roman as a big match for Clash at the Castle, which is the next pay per view. Sure, why wouldn't uh, you? We got Pat. Ma- excuse me, excuse me <clears throat> as I trip over my tongue. Pat McAvee going against Happy Corbin, mm. and then the main event is a last man standing match: Roman Reigns defending the undisputed Universal Championship against Bork Laser. Oh, I forgot Bork is back. Yeah, Bork's Bork, back. Bork, Bork, Bork. Because that's the only option they have. But yeah, that's that's how it's looking. It's not a terrible card, but god damn if it doesn't seem unimaginative. Did you see the uh, video of uh, Natty and Liv that was taken at a house show? Yeah. Where Natty apparently took Liv's finisher, took the three count, and then popped right up and said something to her and then exited the ring very briskly. Yeah, I, I did see that, and I saw that Natalia said that there's no issue between the two of them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what it's about. Um, apparently has nothing. Whatever happened, uh, it had nothing to do with Liv. Um, so, uh, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to say. Um, I mean, she, she pretty much all, but ran her finger across her throat and said, vendetta. <laughs> 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 that was later seasons, but you know, you still get it. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I didn't realize that's the way we were going. Yeah. Uh, so uh, keep you on your toes over here with obscure Simpsons references. I, I, I really appreciate it. Chris. I so speaking you, of, uh, our, 
our uh, fast approaching SummerSlam weekend. The biggest show of the weekend takes place the day after SummerSlam, arguably, as Jim Crockett Promotions presents. Woo! Oh, Jesus Christ. <sighs> the last match of Ric Flair. Sorry, Ric Flair's last match is how it's officially called. Mm-hmm. Uh, the card's actually pretty decent for the show. Okay. Um, a number of cross-promotion or, you know, shipped-in promotional matches. Uh, New Japan Strong sending Clark Connors versus Ren Narita. Uh, okay. MLW sending Killer Cross versus Davy Boy Smith Jr., get an indie dream match of the Wolves of Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards against uh, the Motor City Machine Guns, of Alex Shelley and Chris Sabin. Okay. You get a uh, four-way from AAA as it's going to be Ray Phoenix versus Laredo Kid versus Black Taurus versus Bandito. Uh, we're going to have Rick and Kerry Morton with Robert Gibson going against the team of Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson with Arn Anderson. Oof. Yeah, that that should be something. Um, Jordan Grace will be defending the Impact Knockouts Championship against Deanna Perrazzo and Rachel Ellering in a three-way match. Uh, Josh Alexander will be defending the Impact World title against Jacob Fatu, which should be very good. Okay. Uh, and then we've got... Is he still the MLW champ? Uh, he is not. He's not okay. currently the MLW champion, but he is still a, a top star there. Uh, and then the Ric Flair's last match, which still has not been announced. Originally, it was supposed to be uh, Rick and FTR against the Rock and Roll Express and Ricky Steamboat. But that all fell apart. So I have no idea what it's going to be at this point. Do you have any interest? No, I really don't. Uh, really, for me, uh, my interest, if I were to watch that show, it's in some of the matches on the undercard. I kind of want to see the uh, AAA four-way. I would be into watching the Machine Guns and the Wolves match. Mm-hmm. Um I did have a moment this week where I thought, oh, God, no. I don't know if you saw, Chris, Ric Flair talking shit about Chris Jericho on Twitter. Jesus Christ. What a sad old man. Yeah. I don't want that to be the match. But I saw that and it went, oh, fuck. That's the match. Uh, I think uh, Tony will let that happen. I don't know. I like. I is, would, he so, is he so much a mark? He wants to make Ric Flair happy. Possibly. <clears throat> but I, I look at it and I think, given the likelihood that we may see an all time great die in the ring. Yeah, I probably want to distance during yourself that from show. That. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want your guy. I mean, Ray Phoenix is already on the show. Yes, he's technically there as triple A talent, but right. he's on that show. Yeah. So I'd, I don't know. Which is odd because it's a U.S. booking of trip of an AEW talent by AAA. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Very weird, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Did well, Did you see we... that they're doing like a a a road to style video series? I certainly did not because uh, I don't care about this thing at all. <laughs> they're they're putting over the show and. Uh, most notably, the voiceover work is done by Darius Hootie Rudger. Rucker. Is he friends with Ric Flair? I think he is. I think they're both uh, Carolina boys. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah not since was he, he put was he singing the, Wagon Wheel. <laughs> I was gonna say not since he put over the Burger King tender crisp chicken sandwich has <laughs> been so for sale. But man, I mean, he, well, the Dolphins make him cry. So. 
Nothing I can do. He was tangled up in blue. Yeah. But he only wants to be with you. Yes. Watching Ric Flair die. Fucking Hootie. How did that? How did? How was we as a nation? Let Hootie allow Hootie and the Blowfish to have a number one record and number one singles. I mean, they collect. They looked like a whole bunch of college kids who would play hacky sack. Therefore, I blame Dave Matthews. I blame Dave Matthews for allowing this to happen. See, I he thought, opened the door. He I, opened I, the door. I thought Hootie was before Dave Matthews. I, I thought Hootie opened the door for Dave. Oh, baby. <laughs> uh, to my recollection, um, I think Under the Table and Dreaming came out in 95, and Hootie was 97, if I remember correctly. Uh, Hootie. If I, if I get the these dates fish. right, I just might off myself by walking onto 95. All right, Hootie and the Blowfish. Crack uh, review. review, 1994. Fuck me, July really? July 5th, 1994. Let's see when Under the Table and Dreaming hit. Under the Table. Pretty sure that was 95 because Crash was 97. September 27th, 1994. So technically, damn it. Hootie opened the door for Dave Matthews Band. I, wow, I got my all. 90s were a hell of a decade. They were, man. They were. Uh, and, and you will note both albums post Cobain suicide. So it's Courtney Love's fault that all this has happened. Yes. Yeah. I, I think the world <laughs> needs something a little bit nicer and a little bit more uh, presentable. So therefore we got, uh, we got, the, I'm sure Chuck Klosterman has written 2,500 or 25,000 <laughs> words about this whole idea. I'm uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. So, uh, Wow. All right. So, so do we get Hootie versus Jeff Jarrett in a match here, too? Just a, <laughs> a, a acoustic uh, guitar on a pole Chicken match? Chicken tender crisp sandwich on a pole match. Yeah. You know, it's like, you stole my gimmick. <laughs> I got to ask, where is our uh, where, where's our old podcast buddy Vince Russo on this show? Where, uh, <laughs> Ric Flair, you son of a bitch. Oh God, he would try. He's probably trying to find a way to weasel himself onto that. Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. Give me the book, bro. I'll, <laughs> I'll make it great. Did you see all of the different ways that they are monetizing this? I mean, look, Conrad clearly knows what he's doing. Game respect game to Conrad. The dude has built an entire cottage industry on. Hey, remember wrestler? Here they are talking for four hours a week. <sighs> Man, I can't but, do them. I can't do those shows. Neither can I. But um. For this show, they've announced uh, a ghost kitchen product called Wooings. Oh, come on. That's not even clever or funny. Uh, they've announced a Ric Flair uh, white wine. Or sorry, I guess it's red wine because it's Wooze. <laughs> this is... The most hack shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Please and, uh, continue. You'll be able to spend, I think it's four hundred dollars, uh, to uh, at Starcast get a three D printed figure of you and Ric Flair, like you stand in the scanner together. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's at least innovative. Yeah. If he didn't look melted enough, you can get a 3D printed <laughs> version of the ghoulish massage. Uh. You notice, by the way, when uh, when they both wear aviators, how much Ric Flair looks like a melted Joe Biden? 
as I think it's like you know seventy five plus face. Yeah, is just what it is. <laughs> it's an old white guy face is what it yeah. is. It just happens to you know you end up looking like uh, Dan Aykroyd's character in Nothing But Trouble. <laughs> you a banker? <laughs> so you're a banker. Straight up though, if Rick, if uh, if Rick, uh, if if. Uh... Joe Biden really wants to get me back on his side. If he were to elbow drop his jacket in the middle of the state of the <laughs> union next January, like I'm uh, fucking in. <laughs> well, th- just not with his signing arm. Uh, <laughs> that elbow would be shattered into a billion pieces. <laughs> it is as brittle as a, a, a score bar. <laughs> nice pull. That's for our toffee, our toffee fans out there. <laughs> Uh, we are Lucy and Goosey today. I'll uh, tell you. I'll tell you what a score bar doesn't cost. What's that? Thirty thousand dollars. Hey. Uh, which, by the way, is dirt cheap for somebody of Sasha Banks's level yeah. to charge for a convention signing fee. Absolutely. The internet has been so. Let, let's take a. Step They're back. clueless. They're clueless. Uh, the former Sasha Banks, Mercedes Varnado. Uh, Varnado. I just realized it's spelled like tornado, but with a var. Um, it's, it's, it's Varnado, but that's okay. Varnado. Varnado. Uh, hey, Mercedes. Varnado. She, she announced her first, as far as we could tell, post WWE booking. She's going to be part of the C2E2 convention. And it had come out that she was getting paid $30,000 for a weekend of signings. So that's probably at least two signings Saturday, two signings Sunday. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. A, a, an hour or two each. Yes. Plus the money she gets for the signings. Is that how these things typically uh, work? Typically you get paid 30,000 and then this is from a <clears throat> friend of mine who runs these type of conventions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Typically you get paid the flat rate. So okay. you, Asasha Banks, get paid $30,000 to be there. Then when the convention charges, and I'm doing this on the low level, right? hundred dollars for an autograph, that money goes to the convention. Now, let's do the math real quick here. For them to make that money back, they need 300 people over two days to yeah. buy and autograph. Yeah. This does not include what we typically see at these conventions, an upsell for a photo or an upsell right. for a combo pack of an autograph and a photo or mm-hmm. some sort of VIP package where it's that and you get to do a meet and greet and all this other shit. Or a personalized autograph for an extra 20 bucks. Yes. You know, not all to the upsells. Mention, yeah. It's not like you pay $100 and that's it. You still have to pay to get in the door mm-hmm. to pay your $100. Right. And if you want to meet more than one person, then you're doing this multiple times in the day. Exactly. So when you look at a convention like a C2E2, they have 60,000 people roughly at the show, and they're already making $50 a day off of every single one of those. Like 30,000 is nothing. And again, 300 people for autographs is nothing. Right. And somebody like – of her fame level to only charge like really 30,000 is a low number to yeah. get somebody like her. She was in a star you know? war for goodness sake. She, 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 she performed a tornado DDT on Din Djarin yeah. on, on Disney plus. You go watch it right now. Yeah. What more do you want? Yeah. So everyone's like, Oh, she's not worth that money. <laughs> 
the convention owners will be falling all over themselves to spend that money. Right. Yeah. And the thing is, now that money isn't being, you know, attributed to some downside guarantee or whatever bullshit. That's straight cash. Cash money. Like, just Google the uh, about like the money that Hollywood superstars make. At yeah, at cons. Like yeah. there was a story not too long ago, Hollywood reporter did talking about motherfucking celebrities getting handed garbage bags filled with money, <laughs> literally garbage bags filled with money because they make that much at these shows. Like, yeah, thirty thousand is nothing. Yeah, compared to what some folks make when like a uh, uh, Chris Evans or oh yeah or you know a, a Marvel talent like a Tom mm-hmm. Holland does uh, a wizard world or whatever, you know, wizard world is morphed into it. I forget the name of their, their new show series, but uh, they are making easily twice that, if not four times that, and they are making it back. Oh yeah, for sure. It's once again, wrestling fans prove they don't know under, don't know anything about how the world works. Yeah. Brought to yeah. you by us trying to figure out how Vince McMahon could be removed by uh, stock owners <laughs> at the top of the show. Um, hey, Chris, you know what next Saturday is? Uh, the 24th? 3rd? Uh, 23rd. 23rd. Yes, and it is the first full official show under the Tony Khan regime of Ring of Honor. Oh. Death before this, uh, death before dishonor. Not Death dishonor. before this honor. <laughs> death Up before dishonor. Uh, at the Songus Center in Lowell, Massachusetts. Um, hey, credit where credit is due. They've sold 4,000 seats in a 6,000-seat building. Okay. All right. Which, considering Ring of Honor prior to this takeover, was lucky to do 500 people. It's true. Um, that That is a hell of a well, step up. Having a bunch of AEW talents on the card certainly helps. Yes. And I got to say, looks like a pretty damn good card. Uh, we've got Wheeler Yuta defending the Pier title against Daniel Garcia. Okay. We've got Joey Samoe defending the TV championship against Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. Mercedes Martinez defending the women's championship against Serena Deeb. Okay. Uh, we've got updated with a stipulation this week, FTR defending the Ring of Honor tag titles against the Briscoes in a two out of three falls match, Yeah, which should be good as hell. And uh, folks, if you didn't watch the video where they made this announcement and had a face-to-face standoff between the Briscoes and FTR, highly recommended. Some very fancy tequila involved. Yes. Very good shit. And then the main event is the newly heel and hilariously tiny Jonathan Gresham defending <laughs> the Ring of Honor World Championship against Claudio Castagnoli. Hell yeah. Should be awesome. That should rule. Yeah. Uh, really, I the only gripe I have is that it's 40 goddamn dollars on yeah. uh, Bleacher Report. That That's a bummer. Uh, I, I imagine like that match, that title match, is going to be like um, – uh, Claudio is the Globetrotters and Jonathan Gresham <laughs> is the basketball and he's just like <laughs> bouncing them around the ring hilariously. Uh, that's kind of my, 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 how my mind pictures it. But legit though, that should be a great technical uh, match there. Oh, absolutely. It, it, if he's still doing a technical style being a heel, it, uh, Gresham. I mean, he was doing it on Friday. I don't know if you had a chance to watch Rampage. I did not get to Rampage, um, no. He was, he was working heel because he's now aligned himself with... Uh, 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 TB. Yeah, TB. Uh, Tully Blanchard. Uh, Tully Blanchard. I was going Terry Blanchard. That's not Terry. T- ter- Terrence. Ter- Terrence Blanchard. Terrence Terry. Trent de Blanchard. Um, 
but yeah, uh, he was working heel against Lee Moriarty. They had a good match on uh, Friday night. Okay. Um, so I, I imagine he'll still be heel, but it is going to be kind of funny to see him try to do all his stuff with a guy as big as Claudio. Right, yeah. Uh, anyway, let's go ahead and talk about uh, a, a very big tournament that just started yesterday. G-Unit 1. Yes, indeed. The, the G-Unit 1 Climax. Wrestling, uh, <laughs> tournaments. Yes. Uh, 50 Cent. Curtis himself is out there. <laughs> Old CJ. Working five work. star matches. Uh, and then the other guy. The G1 Climax kicked <laughs> off yesterday in Hokkaido. Uh, both yesterday and today's shows are up for free on New Japan World. Oh, dang. So if you've never given a G1 a shot, hey, you can watch the first two nights for free. New Japan, or sorry, njpwworld.com is where you go. And also, I will tell you right now, the uh, dollar is very strong against the yen. So um, it's, yeah, it's never like been eight cheaper. bucks or something for my prescri- uh, sub- yeah, prescription. Yeah, subscription. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> your I doctor my... prescribed you to watch yeah, yeah, New yeah, Japan. Yeah. He, he, he saw your He's blood like... pressure when you were watching WWE <laughs> pay-per-views and said, hey, you know what? Yes. I prescribe one New Japan World uh, subscription for you, yes. and uh, it's been working wonders when I – pull it up which is sporadically these days yes they get Uh, my yen very true um it's early days so you can't really call out a winner but uh i'll I'll run through the results so far uh night one um and i'm these are just the tournament yeah just the tournament matches shock of shocks literally shock of shocks aaron hanare defeating hiroshi tanahashi wow yeah, so Hanari goes up 2-0. I mean, they usually the they usually do some kind of shocking upset early on. Yeah, and, and we were talking about how this probably is going to be Tana's, uh, if not his last, one of his last years. So he's, he's yeah. going to be in put-over phase. Plus, I feel like United Empire is going to have a really strong tournament. Indeed. Uh, although uh, it, it was uh, 50-50 for the boys uh, on, okay. on the show. Um, or I guess 60-30. Uh, anyway, Will Ospreay defeated ELP. Uh-huh. Hidden Blade. That match was very good. Okay. Uh, Shock of Shocks. Will Ospreay. Super dumb. Great wrestler. Yeah. Uh, Jay White defeated Sonata. And uh, I have to uh, report, unfortunately, Sonata decided this is a time to try. So uh, he, <laughs> he, he uh, unfortunately was very good here. The beard's uh, back, too, I heard. It is. It is. Uh, and then the main event was uh, Okada defeating Jeff Cobb. Surprise, surprise, great match. Mm, Hit the Emerald great. Flosion and a Rainmaker on uh, Jeff Cobb. So shout out Masawa there. Um, and then uh, today uh, we had Taichi defeating Big Tom Ishii with the Black okay. Mephisto. I picked um, that, I think. Toru Yano defeated Jonah by Countout. Wow. All right. There's your Yano win. Yeah. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Kenta when he was yep, an armbar. Uh, and then your shock win. Juice Robinson defeating Shingo Takagi. God damn it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Sorry, bud. Sorry. Stop trying to make Juice Robinson happen. (laughs) Pro wrestling fetch. Juice Robinson. God damn it. Over Shingo. You dumb bastards. What are you doing, Gato? (laughs) Piss me off. So, yeah, the the New Japan Collection app has they're doing predictions now for each G1 card. And you get like the in-game currency for extra cards you know if you do well in the prediction so i picked shingo to win so i didn't get those Cunts. sorry bud sorry i did see also like there's something where you put in a code is that what this is related to there's some if you go to new japan 
world there's like a code that you get for the uh card game uh i don't know about that but i'm gonna look into that okay cool anyway uh so yeah uh early days in the tournament but again you can watch those two shows for free as always recommend skipping the undercard just watch the tournament matches but uh if this is your first exposure to g1 hey uh, those are two good shows to start watching with you get a little little taste of everything um, but on the other side of the globe, AEW had a very big week this week, so let's get into it. Was there a new theme song to Dynamite? What's that? Wasn't wasn't there a new theme song to Dynamite this week? Oh, uh, it was Fighter Fest theme. Oh, okay. Because yeah, it was Fighter Fest week one. Gotcha. Uh, we will have two weeks of Fighter Fest as uh, next week is going to be headlined by the Barbed Wire Everywhere match. Mm-hmm. But uh, this week had uh, an absolutely loaded card. And, yeah, it did. And uh, goddamn, it was just a killer show. It kicked off with a TNT championship match that pissed off the internet. It was Wardlow against Orange Cassidy. I loved this match. It was a very fun match. It was a good balance of wacky best friend shenanigans and, yes. you know, actual proficient wrestling. Yes. And uh, it was set up very early on uh, after some very strange, I don't know if it was technical difficulties or confusion in the uh, in a production truck. Yeah, uh, you had some weird camera Weird there. camera angles. You got Wardlow sipping some water in the back before his match. Yeah. It was very weird. But uh, we yeah. got an inset promo from uh, best friends with... OC as OC was making his way to the ring where Chuck and Trent made it very clear hey we have manager's license now and that means we're gonna cheat yeah <laughs> I was, you know just going out and saying it, it's fantastic and um, they're still wearing the the crazy jumpsuits which I like Dan Housen made an appearance under the ring mm-hmm. uh, but you know after being threatened by Wardlow uh, decided to back off the curse uh, but it also allowed Orange Cassidy to run around the ring and hit an orange punch on Wardlow. Um, very, you know, Wardlow played well with the uh, shenanigans, yes, including uh, Chucky T pulling out a chainsaw from under the ring <laughs> and Bryce catching him and uh, uh, exiting them, yeah. kicking Chain- him out. Chainsaw Charlie Taylor. Yeah, <laughs> there's um, a lot of Terry Terry Funk marks in that locker room. Yeah, yeah, there are, and rightfully so. Yeah, uh, but. Uh, it, like you said, great, great mixture of, of shtick and move, if you will. Uh, 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 he, uh, you need to uh, trademark that. Yeah, uh, I'll be our first T-shirt. That um, should be the name of our podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> Roughhouse 4.0. Where yeah, shtick and move. And That's move. man. Uh, but uh, some great near falls, including a hell of a beach break. Uh, and credit for uh, OC on how he did the fall on the beach break. He hooked the leg, but he didn't cover the shoulders so, mm-hmm. uh, it, it made it believable that Wardlow would kick out Wardlow gets an orange, pump, uh, orange punch attempt and one power bomb gets him the win uh, as his title reign continues yeah um, they recapped the uh, All Atlantic Championship defense of uh, Pack against Shota Umino and RevPro which you can watch on AEW Dark mm-hmm. they did a hilarious gimmick where the commentary for that and the TJPW match that um uh, Thunder Rosa had they both redubbed commentary with Taz and Excalibur, and they explained that they were on Tony Khan's private jet, able to, <laughs> able to commentate matches from Florida, Japan, and England. All right, so, <laughs> had that there going go. on there. 
Uh, Chris Jericho came out wearing a suit and cut a long ass promo that I did not give a fuck about. Uh, the, the pill pain maker thing is just stupid. You, it, it, he looks like a fucking clown when he does that shit. He he literally does. He does yeah. look like an actual clown. And also, yeah. yes, Chris, I get it. You referenced ACDC, so you don't need to keep repeating. If you want blood, you got yeah. it. Yeah. I understand your reference. You're clever. Congratulations. <laughs> that should be great. No disrespect on what the match is going to be. Uh-huh. It should be awesome. But goddamn, Chris Chris Jericho is just a little too extra sometimes. What if what if Brian Danielson comes back and costs Eddie Kingston this match? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Hell yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> I mean, yes, it means Jericho wins. Jericho, who, by the way, uh, announced he was suffering from a pulmonary embolism. Or, yeah. Which is why he uh, dropped all that weight. Holy shit. Yeah, you don't uh, fuck around with those, man. No. That, uh, uh, although whew. there were some things in that in that write up that you know, as somebody who reads medical records all day, I was like, these are this is this is what leads to what I have to read all day. <laughs> somebody stopping your blood thinners so you can uh, work a two match. days before a match so you, that you can work a match. I'm pretty sure his cardiologist did not sign off on that uh, that regimen, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's, he's asking for fucking trouble. That could really cause something something bad to happen down the line. Agreed. Agreed. But Jericho uh, going to Jericho. Yeah. The the match should be awesome. I'm, I'm excited for it. And it was really underlined. Uh, Kingston backstage when we came back from commercial break just cut this really intense promo uh, about how uh, he's going to absolutely, you know, make the streets run red with his blood on uh, next and Wednesday. I love how like in like so close to the camera he gets yeah. yelling into the camera. And I love, you know, him yelling at the producers, giving them cues and stuff. That's yeah. uh, that, that's my sweet spot right there. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. Angry, justified Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's worth saying, uh, not this past week, week before, his match against uh, Kanesuke Takeshida absolutely rolled. Yes. Even yeah. though it started another round of bullshit discourse on the internet, the match ruled. Mm, and well. it was even better because it led to this match on Wednesday, John Moxley mm-hmm. doing a championship eliminator match with Kanesuke Takeshida. Chris, you are not only a pro wrestling fan, you mm-hmm. also are a fan of Ted Lasso. I am going I am. to share an analogy that was presented to me this week that will shake you to your core and you'll be unable to see anything else. Oh, Takeshida is pro wrestling Denny Rojas. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Football. <laughs> wrestling uh, is life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yep. 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 That hits. Yeah, uh, but Mox Just, and Takeshita had an absolutely baller match. My only complaint about this match okay. is the crowd was ready for Takeshita to win. Yeah, And definitely. had he won, they could have done a rematch next week and Mox retains the title. Sure, sure. It would not have hurt Mox to lose that match at all because it just was for contendership. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you could have, you know, sold. He's still coming off of blood and guts, and oh, yeah. you know, there, there are there are ways to work. He went around. against he went against Tana. He did blood and guts. You know, yeah. he's working this crazy schedule. He's going all out. I mean, hell, he just he just worked Brody King in a brutal fight. Like yeah. there is kayfabe reasoning for there to be a crack in the armor. Yeah. And, you know, Takeshita gets a fluke roll up win or some shit like that. Crowd goes wild. They can't believe they saw that. 
then we get the rematch and, you know, a definitive win from Mox. But right. it's like, okay, you know what, Takeshita, he's that dude. He's that guy. He's going to, he's, he's just that step away from. He's on the cusp. Exactly. Yeah. And yes, we're kind of there in this match because he went toe to toe with Mox, but he still lost clean. That's the thing. Yeah. He's eating the L's and yeah. as great as his matches are, he's going to need to, he's going to need to pick up yeah. some wins. Cause he lost to, to Kingston on Friday. Right. Yeah. Or two Fridays ago now. And it's just like, fuck, like. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It's I'm frustrating. He's he's such a, a talent, and he's getting over so well. It's true, and uh, it's just like get behind the guy, TK. I mean, it's it's clear he likes him. Otherwise, he would wouldn't be putting him in these spots. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Need need something else. Get him a Cinnabon gift card, <laughs> and get him a damn win. How his gear is not Cinnabon themed at this point is right. Cool. Yeah. I don't know if you could – there would have to be a whole different level of clearances to do that on, on TV. Hey, Cinnabon has been responding to him on uh, – Well, yeah. No, I know. But it, it, on the on the network side. Oh, yeah. Fair point. Fair yeah. point. Uh, we <laughs> got a house of – that money. <laughs> we got a house of black video promo. Brody uh, King getting all spooky and saying he's going to uh, get his by taking yours. And by yours, he means Darby Allens. And they talked about uh, – Brody King attacking Darby at signing at a Zoomies this past weekend. Yeah. It wasn't actually Zoomies? Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I I'm still I'm still a little bitter with Julia Hart. So anytime she's on the screen, I really stop paying attention because she cost the Lucha Brothers a match at the last pay-per-view. So uh or not the last pay-per-view the what was the one it was all uh double or nothing yeah two pay-per-views ago two pay-per-views ago yeah Yeah. last Uh, aew proper pay-per-view correct yeah so so yeah fuck you julia hart i'm not paying attention to anything your spooky boys do so what you're saying is you don't like the heel marty yes chris Shut up with your logic and reasoning, please. All right, cool. Christian Cage came out out for a promo, which once again proved don't need MJF. We have MJF at home. Uh, (laughs) He just shit on Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. for a while, which leads me to ask this question. Uh Uh-huh. Why are they signed and not members of the Dark Order who both the crowd and other wrestlers seem to appreciate? Uh, you mean the people who have left the Dark Order, or yeah, people who, yeah. Okay. Like why, 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 why no Stu? Why no Alan Angels? But instead, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr., who it seems like no one likes. Um, I don't. Do, do people not like Griff, or are they just ambivalent? They They're just ambivalent to Griff. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like Pillman is doesn't have a ton of friends back there. No, no, it's kind of a not. It's kind of a moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just. Uh, yeah, no, you make a good, you make a good point and ask a great question uh, to which I do not know the answer. Anyway, Luchasaurus beat the shit out of Griff Garrison. Uh, are we? I mean, are, uh, starting like let's let's get somewhere with this. Like, I, I don't know the situation of Jungle Boy's injury and return or whatever, but yeah. you know, this is the same shit for like three weeks now. Yeah, but he did put Brian Pillman through a table afterwards, which was nice. Well, he put Griff Garrison Griff Garrison through Brian Pillman through a table. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So twice because the first time the table, didn't <laughs> yeah, break. it didn't break. So, Which, Hey, you know, that's better for everybody. Sorry, Brian. Um, really. <laughs> Daniel Garcia and 2.0 were backstage yelling about the, uh, shark cage. Sports next entertainment. Week. Uh, you notice they don't do the, the week countdown anymore. Well, no. Yeah. Cause they don't want to make it seem old. Same way. WrestleMania stopped putting numbers after it there. Fair. Um, but, uh, they were complaining about shark cage, but 
Garcia says, you know, I, I get it. I understand why I'm in a cage. I'm dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> He's like just a, a, an iota away from being two cheese yes but like i think he's he's nailing the just yeah, the, yeah. He, the, he, he walking the razor's that edge needle. He's threading yeah. That needle. yeah 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 um, of, of cheese there and he put over that he's gonna beat the crap out of wheeler yuda uh at death before dishonor which should be a killer match that reminds me iwtv put for free on youtube the one hour match they had last year Oh wow! So uh, I don't think I'm going to watch that. Uh, I, I I saved it for later, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll I, I I mean, you know, unless there's an, an Okada or a Takagi in a one hour match or Danielson, I'm probably not going to watch it. Fair, fair. Um, Hangman Page backstage being asked about being eliminated in uh, the uh, Rampage Royale or whatever the hell it was called. Uh-huh. Um, while talking about it, he was immediately interrupted by John Silver and Alex Reynolds saying, hey, we're bad that he got eliminated by Brody King. We're going to go to House of Black. And Hangman Page is like, all right, you guys have fun. Yeah. <laughs> that was the promo. <laughs> Glad to see that dynamic didn't change. Yes. I guess. Yes. Uh, then William Regal joined commentary for the second time of the night. Uh, by the way, I'm now convinced. So Justin uh, on our, our Schlegel Soapbox episodes, mm-hmm. uh, he has basically said that he thinks that Regal is making fun of Exc- Excalibur by calling him the, the man in the mask. Right. I think it's a term of endearment because also I noticed he calls Taz Mr. Maniac. Yes. Throwing back to the Taz Maniac yes. days. So I think it's just uh, Regal uh, having a laugh. Being Regal? Yeah. Yeah. So, having a laugh. There you go. Well put. Yes. Cheerio. Cheerio. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Claudio <Paul>. Castagnoli <laughs> against Jake Hager. Jim Ross was just absolutely having the time of his life. I didn't give a shit. It was, it was fun. Oh. He's got his, his his boomer sooner boy in there, so he's jerking off under the table. Pop up pop pop up uppercut, easy for me to say, and the Ricolo bomb gets the finish for Claudio, who is undefeated in Ring of Honor, er, as he Ring should Honor, be. AEW so far, and he's as going he to Ring be. of Honor. And and Jake Hager lost, so that's really the yeah. you know those are your key takeaways. Hook was backstage with Lexi Nair and asked if he's going to go for a championship, and he just walked away. Yeah. So I guess Hook is scared of women. Loquacious guy, that Hook. Loquacious. Nice. Where did they calendar paying yeah. off? <laughs> I ain't got that shit. I know that shit. <laughs> the calendar, baby. Uh, there was a uh, video package recapping the Mio Yamashita match, uh, TJPW, where uh, she put over Thunder, or she was put over by Thunder Rosa. Rosa and Tony Storm were backstage. Rosa said that Yamashita earned a title shot. It can happen anytime soon, but in the meantime, Thunderstorm is ready to take on anyone. So here comes Rip Baker, Jamie Hader, and uh, uh, I love. Yep, go Jamie ahead. Hader. Here's your shooting promo of the night. That yeah, you hate. and Rebel comes out with a sandbag. Get it? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm incredibly online, and I didn't get it until someone reminded me. Oh, really? Yeah, I was just oh. like, this is. This is like when in the first Bischoff Russo Nitro, uh-huh. Bischoff was yelling at Sid and he goes, What's the matter, Sid? Forget your scissors? Huh? Your scissors? Referencing a fight that happened seven years earlier oh, backstage okay. between him and Arn Anderson. I see. That no one fucking remembered and the crowd uh-huh. did not get. Just like, wh- wh- why? Wh- wh- why is this? Why is Gamora? 
I ask you? It's a great question. Um, I'm sure somebody liked it out there. I don't know who, but it wasn't it wasn't me. I can say yes. That. We know Just... you don't like your shooty promos. I only like my shooty promos where they make sense in kayfabe. Okay, like, that's fair. That's because fair. you know. I, I enjoy me uh, an Eddie Kingston promo, and, mm-hmm. and that dude knocks on that fourth wall all the time. Yeah. But the thing is, he brings it back into, this is why we're having a match, partner. Like, he's he, he just pulls it <laughs> he pulls it right in, and I go, like, okay, I get it. Is that Jerry Seinfeld trying to do Eddie Kingston? Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is why we're having a match, brother. <laughs> but I'm What's just, the I, deal I, with I, all this barbed wire? You're going to get stuck. <laughs> Who are these people? The streets will run red with your blood. <laughs> New one. Uh, <laughs> Kramer does a run in and just slides into the ring. Hello, Jericho. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even watch Seinfeld. That's how much it permeated the pop culture. They know all this shit. Uh, Serena Deeb defeated Anna Jay. Uh, oh, that was a match, wasn't it? It was a match. It was okay. It was fine. This was uh, a part of the 915, the 940 women block. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was cut a little short because they had the, the triple threat tag title match. So mm-hmm. we went on a little early. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I, I will say I was surprised. They showed Anna Jay's family in the crowd. So my thought process was that Deeb wouldn't let go of the hold. But more importantly, put Anna Jay in the hold in front of her family in the front yeah. row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't, they didn't quite get there, but Mercedes Martinez ran down. They're going to have a match at Death Before It's Honor. It's probably going to be good, but... Mm. I mean, technically, it'll be great. Uh, charismatically, maybe not so much. Yeah. Jade Cargill, Stokely Hathaway, and the baddies had the same promo they've had multiple times, up to including Jade being mad about interim baddies, being mad about Athena and Chris Statlander. And... Yeah, we need to get the fireworks factory on that shit, but um, it was Stokes one of those... trying. He is, he is. It was one of those things where uh, my trivia game had just wrapped up and it was on the screen in the bar. Oh, yeah. And you told me about this. One of my tables uh, stare. This was, I think, this happened two weeks in a row now, just staring at Jade Cargill saying, basically just you know eyes uh eyes wide and like wow in, in total awe of this of this woman this time it was uh it was uh, uh my friend emily was like oh damn what's up uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so but she swings that way so it was, it's more affirmation that uh everybody loves jade cargill and that she that does box. have that old you know thing that wwe used to always talk about which is people stand up and take notice when they just see that person yeah so i i yep. get it um, Anna Jay was backstage being checked on after being attacked. Tay Conti came up and made fun of her. So I guess Tay Jay's done. Uh, well, yeah, ever since she got all up in Sammy, which yes. the lack of Sammy Guevara since blood and guts has been nice. Yeah. More people though should be asking on screen where Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Thanks, Pucci. <laughs> Then we had the main event, which was for the World Tag Team Championships. The Young Bucks defending against Swerve in Our Glory and Team Taz, Triple Threat. This match, though, it I don't want to say it took a while to get going because they went right into the spots. I think if this were a roller coaster, mm-hmm. I would say that the chains on the track needed some oil. Because there, you go. there there were some stutter stops in there. Yes, there were. But 
this match did rule. I mean, at, at, at the end of the day, it was an awesome match. It was an awesome showcase also for both Swerve in Our Glory and Team Taz. Yes. Who had their stocks raised incredibly high after this. No doubt. Really, my only complaint is if I look at the two teams other than the Bucks, because if they were going to change the titles here, uh-huh. you look at the two options. I feel like there's so much more upside in Starks and Hobbs carrying the tag titles over swerving Keith Lee. And we're swerving Keith Lee fans from sure. day one. Like, yeah, you, we, we even got retweeted by, uh, by swerve on that. That's true. Uh, so I like that duo. I like that duo a lot. I think it's awesome. They have uh, tag belts. If you haven't watched the post-show promo from Keith Lee talking yeah. about some of the real life stuff he was going through leading into this match uh, up on YouTube, uh, it's a hell of a watch. And it really adds to you know the 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 feeling of of importance of this tag title win for Swerve and Our Glory. Yeah. But goddamn, Starks and Hobbs were on a whole nother level on Wednesday night. Yeah, and this was one of those matches where everybody had their chance to shine. Yeah. All all six men. Um uh yeah, I I, I am hundred percent with you. Uh no 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 hate or disrespect to swerve in our glory, but Stark's been holding it down for a while and it's it should be criminal that the only gold he's had is the FTW title. Right. Sorry, Taz. Um but it's not a sanctioned title. It's right. kind of a you know, it's a prop. This I mean they're all titles are props but this is more propish than than others um and then hobbs is just like you remember when when willie hobbs showed up it's like oh okay a big guy yeah but he's just he's figured out who he is as a wrestler and as a character and them together bouncing off each other physically and and uh (laughs) and, and otherwise just just deserves more uh, just more. They just yeah. deserve more. Like I, I will not tire of seeing them, or at yeah. least I, I would get tired of everybody eventually. But <laughs> I have not gotten there yet, and I'm not tired of swerving our glory either. But I feel like they've only been together such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Hobbs and Starks have been together much longer and have yeah. you know more chemistry with each other. Um, you know, there may be more drama in the, you know, the subtle dissension between Swerve and Keith. But I, I you know, I, I just wanted uh, not not that they're retiring, but I wanted the gold watch, the big win for for Starks and Hobbs here. Yeah. Yeah. Like they they were they were top tier players throughout the pandemic era. Mm-hmm. You know, they deserve that little, little bit of zhuzh behind yeah. them. And Starks especially has been killing it on promos like he's. He is channeling the best of Dwayne Johnson and Ric Flair at this point. Yeah. In, in terms of when he cuts a promo. And yeah. he is such a talented guy. My biggest worry, I know it, it sounds dumb to say, but my biggest worry is if they don't hurry up and find a way to get behind him. And and look, it sounds like they are now going to be part of the big five for the tag division that, mm-hmm. that swerve in our glory and team Taz, like the whole point of this match was to make them like the upper echelon of tag teams along with, uh, uh, the bucks and, uh, Lucha bros, Lucha bros and FTR and FTR, which, Hey, awesome. I, I want to see all permutations of those five teams go against yeah. each other. Fuck. Yeah. Let's go. But Starks is ready to be the top guy. Mm hmm. And I can't help but worry, considering one of his best friends in the business has jumped over and is yeah. doing very well for himself. 
like, unlike an MJF where you go, okay, he'll go to WWE, but he'll get watered down. Starks is a guy who I could see almost at a, 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 an Owens or Zayn level of making this shit work. Yeah. If he were to go that to WWE. Sounds kid. And, and he is just such a talented worker and he's such a good promo and he is really just a star, period. Yeah. That it's like, pull that trigger, man. Like, get him in the mix as soon as humanly possible. Plus, there's the wrinkle of this that instead of strapping up two of your homemade – I know Ricky came from NWA, but really, he's an AEW talent, right, let's right, be honest. Right. Instead of strapping up those two guys, you give the two ex-WWE guys, which just gives the WWE stands even more you know, fodder against right, you. Right, um, So there, again, there were reasons for, for Team Taz to win here, but yeah. the trigger and, and, was not pulled. Don't get me wrong. Swerve and Lee are a great team. They're gonna have great matches. I agree. When they finally explode when the, uh, as it was described in the Observer, when the Shaq Kobe relationship blows up, their matches mm. are gonna be awesome. Yeah, uh, I look forward to them against the Lucha Bros. I look forward to them against F- FTR. You know, whatever mix you want to do here, but it is a definite bummer that you know Team Taz did not have the win here. Great yeah. match. Great post-match moment. Can't wait to see where it goes from here. Just kept it that little bit better. And I, I would have been all the more delighted with this, the first week of Fighter Fest. Sure. Uh, Fighter Fest continued on on Friday with... The show you've been waiting on. That's what I hear. Uh, yeah. I, although I, I wait for the next morning to watch it on DVR. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't watched I haven't watched Rampage live in months. Yeah, uh, I, I know because we stopped texting each other at ten o'clock at night on a Friday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a very yeah. good show. It was uh, it kicked off with uh, Kings of the Black Throne uh, against uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Very good match. Kings of the Black Throne ended up winning. Uh, Darby uh, ends up uh, attacking. House of Black, as they're walking in the back, he flew off the entrance tunnel on the Brody King. Sting had a stare down with uh, Alistair Black, which is pretty cool. And then uh, Darby and uh, Brody brawled through the crowd. Give me that match as soon as humanly possible, please. Yeah. Um, and then we got a pre-tape promo from Miro, an interesting one where he said he wanted to know if his God sent the House of Black to destroy him or recruit okay. him. Hmm. Mm. Mm, I don't nah, that's not a fit for me if if they had him instead of buddy I think it'd be a better fit yep yeah, sure already got big Brody you need yeah, another big, no, I mean, and, big and, boy Fair. and Malachi's tall big yeah. and lanky I don't I I mean it's a stable horses I guess I don't know yeah I, I, he, I don't yeah I'm not sold on that yet if it happens I don't know if it happens it doesn't even I'm even not, he was I'm not a hun- I'm not a hundred I'm not a hundo on that. Yeah. Uh, we had the Ring of Honor World Title match. Jonathan Gresham defended and defeated Lee Moriarty. Um, good match. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, we had the Ring of Honor presentation. Bobby Cruz doing ring announcing, and Caprice Coleman joined the booth to become the fifth man in the booth. Yikes! Yeah. Um, Gresham gets the octopus and wins. Uh, Gresham said he's going to be on Rampage every single week, and uh, he said he's the best technical wrestler, and then Claudio came out and taunted him from the stage. They put over the fact that Claudio's never held a world championship, so 
Yeah, Sabu Tro- well, he's got that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal uh, trophy at home. So that's true. There's that. Jonathan Gresham can't say that. Chris Daniels popped up and did a promo calling oh. out Jay Lethal in defense of Samoa Joe. Ooh. So that'll probably be on Rampage next week. Oh, from Impact uh, relationship, I guess. Daniels and Joe. Uh, oh yes, yes, yeah, and and Ring of Honor days too. Like they go way back. Oh yeah, I always forget Christopher Daniels was in Ring of Honor back then. Yeah, he, OG man. Yeah, no, I forget. Another first show. Um, Chris Stanlander and Athena defeated the Renegade Twins. It was a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. After the match, Jade Cargill and Kira Hogan ran in, and it was a haul to do. Okay. Lexi Nair interviewed Lee Moriarty. Stokely Hathaway offered Lee Moriarty his services as a manager. Which okay. Awesome. Matt Seidel chased him off. Um, and uh, Seidel made a match for Moriarty next week against Dante Martin. Sweet. So uh, that, that should, should be good. Uh, to quote the person on uh, on the uh, Observer recap, I hope they birth- both turn on Seidel next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really need Matt Seidel on my screen anymore. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, it's fine. Tony Schiavone? There's a coach? Producer, uh, yeah, know? yeah, get him, get him involved. Given the flippy guy's knowledge on how to be right, you know, yeah. smart flippy instead of flippy flippy, right? The the, the dust, the Dustin Rhodes of flippies. Yes, exactly. Um, Tony Schiavone interviewed uh, Billy Gunn in the Gun Club. Billy Gunn talking about why he uh, was treating the acclaim better than his own sons, but he said, you know, sometimes Daddy ass has to drop the hammer. <laughs> Uh, it's, the acclaim came out. Billy Gunn gets it. No rapping at the time, Ooh. Uh, because they were there to fight. Billy tried to get the acclaim to scissor him one more time, but Bowens hit Billy with a super kick instead. Gun Club gets uh, clothesline out of the ring, and then Max Caster rapped, including saying that Billy Gunn is quote hung like a tadpole. <laughs> uh, well, steroids will do that to you. Uh, Bowens challenged the guns to a match right now, but the guns decline and the acclaim were super over. So uh, good for them. Of that to come. Let's get them in the, you know, out of the comedy realm and into the Hell yeah. competitive realm here. Hell yeah. Um, added to Wednesday's Dynamite, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta against the best friends of Trent and Chuck Taylor. Is this the uh, uh, custody of Wheeler Yuta match? I, I think so. I think okay. so. Wheeler right. Yuta on a pole. Yeah. Uh, and Lee Moriarty, Dante Martin, of course, being added. Uh, and then the main event was Lucha Bros against Private Party. Uh, in the pre match promo, Private Party had made it known that they've had a hard time getting a hold of Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> and Andrade and Jose displayed all the masks they'd taken off the Lucha Brothers in recent weeks. Okay. Uh, match was very good. Most notable bit is uh, that uh, Mark Quinn had normal hair, which was very weird. Really? Yeah. Very, very strange. But Lucha Bros win, right? Lucha Bros did win Black Fire okay. Driver on Quinn. They get a pinfall okay. uh, after the match. Dissension between Andrade, Roosh, and Private Party. Huh. I mean, give me Andrade and Roosh versus Private Party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That'd be really good. Uh, apparently, Andrade's got a bum ankle right now. Um, oh, okay. So he's going to be out for a little bit, but I, I'm cool with that. And let's finally get to the fireworks factory of Lucha Bros against Andrade and Roosh. Yeah. Uh, up to and including them bringing out a third member. In Dragon Lee. So let's make that happen. Uh, but yeah. yeah uh, I would not be tranquilo during that match. No, no, you would not. And and I would totally understand that you wouldn't be. But uh, Fighter Fest will continue on uh, next week. Uh, very, very big show. Barbed Wire Everywhere match. Uh, what else do we have on that show? Uh, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus versus Varsity Blondes. Brody King versus Darby Allen. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're giving you that match yeah. right away. <laughs> right, right. Well, there'll probably be a stipulation one down the line. Uh, and then uh, the best friends versus uh, BCC match. So should okay. be a hell of a dynamite. Hell yeah. Um, and then Death Before Dishonor is going to be Saturday night. Chris, do you have any interest in watching that live? We're going to try to catch it after the fact. <sighs> Maybe? The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. Skeezy Larry Productions, in association with the Secret Keepers Foundation, presents World Pervert Wrestling's... Dino-mania. You'll shiver beneath the covers as you watch the Creeper meet Uncle Larry in an innocence on a pole match. I got a huge bag of candy for you. mania Get ready to reach for your pepper spray as the WPW tag team belts are on the line when the Mountain Men take on the inappropriate siblings. Come on, show us yours first. <laughs> Dino-mania. And in our main event of the night, have those restraining orders ready because Willie Windowless Van Thrust goes head-to-head with Roofy Rick. There you go. Drink up. <laughs> Diddlemania. World Pervert Wrestling's Diddlemania. Available on Craigslist Pay-Per-View and in Highway Rest Stops everywhere.